Hello and welcome to another Toonami Pre-Flight, where we're going to do a little bit of learning about life and growing up along the way. Lessons. As we explore number 30 on Paste Magazine's top 50 anime series of all time, Your Lie in April. And we go through some of our and your favorite coming-of-age movies. We got a bunch of spots we made to show you. We picked the wrong subject, I think. I think we should have done your favorite terminal illness movies because that's kind of what more what your lie in April is. Uh, I'm a bit of both. Yeah. Um, we could change. I think if it you might just be too late it. if we're. We could I don't play know at I have, the scenes. I don't know. I have favorite terminal illness movies off the top of my head. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's not a genre that I <laughs> love. Do a deep dive into? Yeah, not necessarily. Yeah. Um, but for now, let's talk some Your Lie in April. A very good and sad anime series. Um, three hanky. Yeah. It's a three hanky. Out of how many hankies is that? Is it a, I think three is the Three is the hankiest. Yeah. yeah. Three hanky classic. And that pretty much sums it up right there, that freeze frame. <laughs> yeah. So when the manga for this was like 2011. Yeah, early teens. And then it was turned into an anime a couple years back. And uh, it was billed as a shonen, which I think is weird because there's really nothing other than its teens. There's nothing really typically shonen about it. Yeah. But... Uh, but that's what it was was like, sort of billed as. So the story concerns I can't remember his name. Kose. Kose, who is a piano prodigy, uh, whose mother had basically raised him abusively because she found out she was dying and didn't tell him, and she became obsessed with I'm going to die and leave him behind, so he needs to be ready with some skill set that'll take him through because I won't be there to look after him. Yeah. So she made him learn piano to an obsessive degree to the point where he becomes a piano prodigy, but then she dies right after they have a big argument. And the last thing he says to her is like, you know, I hate you or whatever. Right. And he feels incredibly guilty because she dies right after and, and so, she she trains him to play with no emotion. That it's right. he's very stoic. And he cracks, and basically can't hear the piano anymore. So it's like a, you know, it's completely not physical, psychosomatic. Yeah, psychosomatic. And uh, so he can't play the piano anymore. So play it, he just can't. The can't. world is like gray, and even at the show, at the beginning of the show, everything's almost black and white, very muted colors. And then he meets. Kaori. What's her face? Kaori, who is this manic pixie dream girl, essentially. She's full of life, and he comes up on her singing and dancing, and she basically, you come to find out that she has a terminal illness. They don't really ever tell you what it is. Yeah, she's a violinist full of life. Full of life! And so she... She finds out she has a terminal illness and she determines that she's going to live every day to the fullest. And she, the course over the course of their relationship, she basically teaches him how to live again. And he then in turn is, you know, witness to her dying. Yeah. You don't know. Super fun. She's ill. 
You don't she know says she's for, anemic. You don't know for a long time, but that's what ends up. And the, the lie in the show is actually she has evidently been obsessed with him for years since they were little kids. He made a big impression on her and was the reason she got into music. She learned the violin so that she could eventually play with him. And the guy that she's dating who is in love with her, she's actually not really that into. She just knows he's best friends with with, with right. him. him. His and other so, friend, Tsubaki, is who how they all meet. So it's like a love quadrangle. Yeah. But the titular lie is not that she lied that she's healthy. It's that she lied that she liked his friend when she actually liked him. And so it's basically the story of a terminal illness and how it affects both the people who are suffering from it and the people who are close to them. So you have him suffering from his mom's terminal illness and then her terminal illness and how it affects him. Uh, it's a pretty bummer show, but it's very sure. sweet. It's and, funny too. And, and it's very touching. Yeah. It runs the gamut of... It's got a lot of human emotions. All the emotions. Um, so let's check out the trailer for Your Lie in April, which gives you more of an idea of the feel for the show. You're ずっと住めるように。それが私のあるべき理由。私は演奏家だもの。君と同じ。僕は大切な楽譜を投げ捨てた人間だよ。そうじゃとして失格だ。それでもまた拾い上げて楽譜に向かう。そうやって最も美し
Typical. I'm the first one here just like always. Thanks, guys. Huh? Who leaves their shoes up in a tree? He's always looked so perilous. Huh? What's this? Wait... These are leggings! <gasps> Hmm? A melodica. And they're not half bad. Mila told me something. The moment I laid eyes on him, my old life just blew away. Everything I saw and heard, everything I felt. The world around me took on color in a way I never knew it could. The whole world began to sparkle. I get for overdoing it. We didn't hmm? see any of them. When are the pigeons gonna show up? They didn't come? I wonder why not. It's gotta be a bugle or it won't work. Don't you mean it's gotta be a trumpet? That's kinda like one. It could be a sousaphone for all those silly old pigeons are gonna care. What matters is we play as one. Something out of a fairy tale. Gives you an idea of the 
beauty and silliness. Yeah. Uh, in the show. It, uh, I think, only had one season, and then there was like a follow-up to the manga that came with the box set. But generally, it's a pretty self-contained story, so if it looks interesting, give it a shot. Bring your three higgies. Yeah, get ready to get ready to to cry. It's a it's a long journey. Um, so that leads us to our topic of the day, which is what's your favorite coming of age movie? And in selecting my choices, I realize this is an insanely deep uh, topic in terms of classic films. Yeah. There's like eighty billion to choose from. So I just randomly chose three I really like. Um, so you're saying these aren't necessarily your favorites. These aren't necessarily the best ones, but they are my favorites. Okay. There are maybe ones that are better because there are so many good ones. Right. Um, so first up is what I still think is Wes Anderson's best film, and that is Rushmore, starring Jason Schwartzman uh, and Bill Murray. And that's the story of Max Fisher, who's a young teenager coming of age uh, in at Rushmore Academy, private school. And he's a bit of a overachiever in the social area, but an underachiever in the academic area. He and Bill Murray end up having a rivalry for the affections of one of his teachers, who is not really interested in him at all, but he's convinced he can win over um, and what could have been really a creepy story is a very sweet story. Uh, and really, it's a lot about the performances and the the stylish way in which it's directed. Um, so a good sample of the vibe of the movie is this scene, which is right at the beginning, which I think kind of gives you an overview of what Max is like. You guys have it real easy. I never had it like this where I grew up. But I send my kids here because the fact is you go to one of the best schools in the country, Rushmore. Now for some of you, it doesn't matter. You were born rich and you're going to stay rich. But here's my advice to the rest of you. Take dead aim on the rich boys. Get them in the crosshairs and take them down. Just remember, they can buy anything, but they can't buy backbone. Don't let them forget it. Thank you. For graduation, Herman, perhaps you could give us an encore. Nicholas Copernicus. Oh, give a shit. I pay for the whole damn native term. The least these little pricks can do is hear me out. Hello, Dr. Guggenheim. Hello, Max. Hello, I'm Max Fisher. I just wanted to say that I strongly agree with your views concerning Rushmore. Um, your speech was excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hello. Oh, Mr. Bloom, this is my chapel partner, Dirk Calloway. Nice to meet you, Dirk. Well, thanks. You know, I really think you're right about Rushmore. Come on, Dirk. What's his name again? Max Fisher. Sharp little guy. 
He's one of the worst students we've got. Piper Cub Club. Yeah, um, yeah all time classic. Uh, and still, I think, his best movie. Uh, and then up next is Gus Van Sant's uh, 90s film starring River Phoenix and Keanu Reeves, and that's the great My Own Private Idaho. Um, this was the movie Gus Van Sant made after Drugstore Cowboy when he could probably, at the time anyway, spend the most money he'd been able to spend on making a movie but he still maintained his own weirdness uh i think it's wonderful it's a story of uh it's sort of a version of king lear which is kind of a half-assed version of king lear but it's also the story of two um gay hustlers uh river phoenix plays a sort of down on his luck street kid and keanu reeves is a rich kid who's slumming as a you know I guess you would say street hustler. Yeah. And River Phoenix is in love with him and he's not really in love with River Phoenix. So it's sort of about their love and River Phoenix's journey as a lost kid trying to sort of find his way. Uh, this is the trailer. There's weirdly, there's a criterion version of this movie that looks great, but there's no real clips um, on the internet that are like, there's only a couple. So this is just a remastered version of the original trailer, which gives you a rough idea of what this movie feels like, but it doesn't quite get to the dreamlike quality that it has. Uh, and River Phoenix is incredible in it, of course, because he was incredible in everything. But let's check out the trailer for My Own Private Idaho. always know where I am by the way the road looks. Like I just know that I've been here before. I just know that I've been stuck here. The cattle Mike? The coyotes are howling. I'm extremely excited. Don't worry. Everything's gonna be alright. You men make yourselves comfortable. I'll be right back. She's cool, because it takes her a little while to get warmed up. It's normal, nothing kinky. <laughs> Where is my son, Scott? We don't know, sir. Hey, Mike, how long have I been here on the streets, on this crusade? 
It's been three years, Mike. Yeah, almost four years. That's a long time. And then I have to think of you and what a degenerate you are. Don't think that, Father. Hey, Mike! Mike, over here! River Phoenix. If I had a normal family and a good upbringing, then I would have been a well-adjusted person. Depends on what you call normal. Well, you know, normal, like like a mom and a dad and a dog. So you didn't have a normal dog? Keanu Reeves. When I turn 21, I don't want any more of this life. I will change when everybody expects it the least. From the director of Drugstore Cowboy. This road will never end. It probably goes all around the world. My own private Idaho. Kind of a 90s trailer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I love that movie. And then uh, next up is a small movie you might have heard of called Moonlight. It won Best Picture the year it came out. In the rare instance of the best picture actually winning best picture. Uh, and this is Barry Jenkins, uh, breakthrough film. And it's the story of a young man at three different points in his life, uh, growing up gay in the ghetto, basically. Um, so it was hard to pick which era to show, but, uh, I think this first clip sort of does a good job of setting up sort of the theme of the whole movie. But it's an amazing movie, and if you haven't seen it, you should. Uh, this is this is Sharon as a young boy, and the the first time he sort of starts having to reckon with being gay, being different. Say that. Just is, that's all. Why you always let people pick on you, man? 
What you mean? You always let them pick on you. So, what I gotta do? All you gotta do, show these niggas you ain't soft. But I ain't soft. I know, I know. But it don't mean nothing if they don't know. Come on. You want these fools to pick on you every day? And then uh, finally, I just wanted a shout out to a movie that came out this year. So it's not one of my favorites, at least yet. But I do think it has a future. It might achieve future classic status. And that is uh, Olivia Wilde's Booksmart, which is a pretty great story of a friendship between two young teen girls. Um, so we'll just watch the first little beginning part of the movie that I think gives you the vibe. And if you like this, you'll like the movie. So let's check it out. Good morning, winner. Take a deep breath. Good. You're ready to dominate this day. You've worked harder than everyone, and that is why you're a champion. You understand that greatness takes sacrifice. Visualize what you still want to achieve. Stand atop the mountain of your success and look down at everyone who's ever doubted you. Fuck those losers. Fuck them in their stupid fucking faces. so much. In one night. Are we gonna go to school or? Nope. I don't think we are. No, nope, we're just gonna stay here.
ever again, okay? That's it, signing off. Go Crockett's! Boom. Principal Brown. Oh. Hi, Molly, Amy, what's shaking? I want to make the transition of next year's student government as seamless as possible so that when I'm up in New Haven... Yale. You can just say Yale, please. Well, our class's official policy is to not discuss where anyone is attending next year. We don't want them to feel insecure. Very thoughtful. Anyway, I need to go over the end of the year budget numbers we have. Oh, gosh. Really? Like now? What, I mean, why don't you do it with Nick, you know, please? I mean, he's, he, you know, he's the vice president. Nick? <laughs> we both know that Nick only ran for VP because they planned the dances. That position is, it's basically a popularity contest. He's useless. Ladies, it's the last day. You know, we did it, huh? We got you through high school. Can't we just graduate, head off to college, you know, celebrate this wonderful achievement, and let's focus on getting through the rest of the day without anything I'm sorry, horrible. Are you shutting the door on okay? us? Because that's not subtle. We will proceed. So, uh, if you haven't seen Bookmark, Book Smart, you should. It's pretty great. And those are some of my favorite coming of age movies. Those are all wonderful choices. Uh, first up for me is Rob Reiner's. 1986 Stand By Me, based on the Stephen King novella The Body, um, where these four scamps go off to see a dead body. Um, were you going to add something? No. Oh. Sounded like you were getting ready to. I don't tell you. Nothing to add. Okay. Um, so, Will Wheaton, in the book, it's not, uh, it's really more the four of them. The movie focuses way more on Will Wheaton's character. Gordy Lachance, um, who's the basically wrong kid died uh, of this story. Um, his older brother is the favorite son, and he is no longer alive. Um, and so each of these kids is sort of a different personification of uh, their own actual, like, characters, I mean, their own actual actors, like either each sort of where they were in their life. So it's a really good ensemble movie. Um, but this scene that we're going to watch is Will Wheaton's character um, sort of emerging from his shy self uh, and telling Kiefer Sutherland uh, where to get off. You guys have two choices. You either leave quietly, we take the body. Or you stay, we beat the shit out of you. We take the body. Besides, me and Billy found him first. Yeah, Vern told us how you found him. Oh, Billy, I wish we never boosted that car. Oh, Billy, I think I just turned my fruit of looms into a fudge factory. That's oh. it. Your, your ass is grass. Hold it. Okay, Chambers, you little faggot. This is your last chance. What do you say, kid? Why don't you go home and fuck your mother some more? You're dead. Come on, Chris, it's split. They're not taking Come him. Come on, man, this is crazy. They're not taking him. He's got a knife, man. Ace, come on, man. You're gonna have to kill me, Ace. No problem. not taking him. Nobody's taking him. 
Come on, kid, just give me the gun before you take your foot off. You ain't got the sack to shoot a woodchuck. Luis. I'll kill you, I swear to God. Come on, Lachance, give me the gun. You must have at least some of your brother's good sense. Suck my fat one, you cheap dime store hood. What are you gonna do, shoot us all? No ways. Just you. Eat it. Uh, up next is uh, Alfonso Coran's 2001 Itumama Tembien, uh, the story of Diego Luna and Gail Garcia Bernal, uh, two lovely men. Uh, they're girlfriends. I think they go to Italy. They go to Europe, but they break up with their girlfriends or send them off, and they meet um, Luisa, who's here at a wedding, and they have sort of are telling stories of their past romantic conquests and sort of building themselves up as tough men being only 17 years old. And they convince her to go with them on a road trip to see a beach that doesn't actually really exist. So this is sort of a road movie and also a coming of age tale. Uh, And this scene shows the sort of bravado of the two of them uh, and their complicated relationship. ¿Me crees? Perdóname, Dani. Sí. Venga, andábamos. Yo también. ¿Tú también qué? Julio. ¿Yo también, putito? ¿Tú también qué? ¿Qué tiene este pendejo también? Se tiró a la mía, ¿no? ¿Pero y qué pasó con el 3? ¿Cuál 3? Sí, del manifiesto secuestro. Eso de no echar los polvos con las manos de los enemigos. ¡Es el 5! ¡Es el 5! ¡Es el 5! ¡Bájate! ¡Bájate, cabrón! ¡Bájate, cabrón! ¡Que nos vamos a partir la madre, güey! ¡Tu madre, ¡Abre, puto! ¡Oye, chicos, ya! ¡Abre, cabrón! la... Clásico. A huevo, te tenía que salir lo pinche nacote, güey. Pues este pinche naco te va a partir toda tu madre, cabrón. Me la pelas, naco, me la pelas. Bájate, cabrón! ¡Chinga tu madre, güey! ¡Qué de mierda! ¡A la verga! ¡Bájale, güey! ¡Bájale, me la pelas, naco! ¡Iros a tomar por culo a la mierda! ¡Vete a la verga! gilipollas! Pensé que eres distintos, pero soy las mismas bestias. ¡Qué manifiesto! ¡Ni qué charolastras de mierda! Si ni siquiera respetáis vuestros propios mandamientos. Como todos los tíos, marcando territorio y dándonos de hostias cuando lo único que os gustaría sería follar el uno con el otro. ¡Eso es lo que os gustaría! ¿Qué más da si os habéis acostado con la novia del otro? ¿Qué más da, coño, con lo rápido que os corréis los dos? ¡Mierda! ¿Quién me manda, coño? Fíjate con críos y limpiar las pañales. 
So they have a complicated friendship. Um, that movie's great. It's got uh, some drugs and lots of sex, which is why uh, America was so scared of it when it came out. But very little violence, so it works out. Was well. America scared of it? Yeah, they, they uh, it didn't get released at first because they were going to make it NC-17, and then it was not rated, and so it didn't get a very wide <sighs> screening. Oh, I saw it in the theater. Um, and last is Peter Yates, director of Bullet and also Crawl, uh, breaking away the story of four young Indiana non-Hoosiers. They're all stone cutters, and this is a townies verse. Uh, I knew that you were going to pick this movie before you picked the movie. I like this movie. It's the most Gil pick that there could be. That's why I saved it for last. Yeah, I know. It's just... It's a very, like breaking away? very Gil pick. It's fine. Cool. It would be a very Gil pick to make it your number one. So, congrats. Thank you. You are exactly who I thought you were. I like to stay true to myself. A loser. Well, that took a turn. <laughs> uh, Dennis Christopher, Dennis Quaid, Daniel Stern, and Jackie Earl Haley are all friends. Um, and it, it sort of revolves around uh, Dave, Dennis Christopher's central character. Um, but this trailer actually does a really good job of capturing both the feel of the movie and the plot as well. So rather than just ham fist my way through it, let's just watch this trailer. Enrico Giamande spends eight hours a day training to be the finest racer in all of Italy. But Enrico has a problem. He's not in Italy. He's in Bloomington, Indiana. Papa! Ciao, Papa! And he's not Enrico Giamonde. I should have hit him when I had the chance. He'd be dead now. Oh, grazie, Tante Santa Maria. He's Dave Stoller. He was as normal as pumpkin pie. And now look at him. But Dave's not crazy. He's never tired. He's never miserable. He's on the road to adulthood. When I was young, I was tired and miserable. You are numero uno, King Papa. And he's decided to take a little detour at the age of 19. What are we going to do about it? I don't know, dear. We could always strangle him while he's asleep. 20th Century Fox presents Breaking Away, the story of four guys in imminent danger of turning 20. How you doing, guys? Well, we're a little disturbed by the developments in the Middle East, but... ...who refuse to give up immaturity without a fight. Smart move, shorty. I'm in love. Wind up a bum. Italian bum. I'll tell him he either has to get a job or... Go to college. Hell, I don't want to go to college, Dad. The hell with them. What, are you afraid? Yeah. A little bit. The only thing I'm afraid of is wasting the rest of my life with you guys. I thought that was the whole plan. That we were going to waste the rest of our lives together. I'm leaving soon. Great, Dad. I wish you a nice trip. You too. I'm not going anywhere. I don't know about that.
breaking away, somewhere between growing up and settling down. It happens to all of us. great Paul Dooley stealing every scene that he's in in that movie. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't pick Fast Times. I would have thought that would have been one of them. That's not really a couple of that age. movie all the time. Yeah, it is. I mean, thought about Breakfast Club 2 and then... But, like you said, there's you a lot of great... Fast Times all the time. There's a lot of great coming-of-age oh, movies. There are. Yeah, it's a um, let's see rich subject matter. How the Adult Swim Facebook picks stack up. Days Confused, Stand By Me, Spirited Away, American History X. I would not call that a coming-of-age movie because Ed Norton's character has already come of age. Yeah, it's... Uh, and I mean, I guess... Edward Furlong's character doesn't he, really come of age. He does. I mean, he does, but that's such a brutal movie. It's I would never... It's just a weird choice, to, yeah. And American Graffiti. Uh, yeah. And another... Not... I would not have thought that would have been the pick, but I, I mean, that's a great movie. Sure. Uh, so let's see the Toonami Facebook picks. Totoro, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, Breakfast Club, Summer Wars, Stand By Me. Nice. Stand By Me, a perennial coming-of-age pick, I think. Yeah. Doesn't surprise me to see that one on, every, on everybody's, you know, list. Um, and next up, we got a bunch of sneak peeks. We do indeed. And... Gil's going to take you through all of them. I think. And I'm going to do nothing. I'm just going to leave? I mean, I would, but no, I'm not going to leave. I would like to. Kind of you. I'm not going to, yeah. Uh, Let's check out the topical for this week's Dragon Ball Super episode, which is premiering tomorrow night at 11 p.m. On the next all-new episode of Dragon Ball Super. I have to give you credit for surviving this long against me, but there is no way you can win. Feel my grand power and be vanquished. Dragon Ball Super, Saturday at 11 on Adult Swim. And then after that is this week's Genlock at 1130. Uh, getting close yeah. to Genlock and running. Uh, maybe you have a show announcement in a little bit. <laughs> cool. Maybe not. Here we go. Let's see what the topical looks like, though. On the next all-new episode of Gen Lock. Is jumping right back into training a good idea? She's been underperforming, but she'll get there. She has an incredibly flexible mind. Gen Lock. Saturday at 11.30. Only Toonami on Adult Swim. And then next is the second episode of Dr. Stone, which premiered last week, or two weeks ago. Last week. Last week. Uh, and that is at midnight. Here we go. On the next all-new episode of Dr. Stone. I'm going to bring you back to life. Hold on, Senku, she's naked! Don't look at her! Dr. Stone, Saturday at midnight. Only Toonami on Adult Swim. Uh, and then next is another is a new game review uh, by Dennis Maloney, West Coast representative, Toonami. Review specialist. Review Engineer, our review specialist, <laughs> um, and that is 1980. Is it 1980X? 1980X. Um, so here is that. Summer is a really slow time for game releases, so I always find myself sniffing around online for a bit of fun, and that's where 1980X comes in. 
It's the story of a bored kid stuck in a nowhere town until the day he comes across the entrance to a thousand new worlds. The local arcade. The tale is played out between the reimagined but still pixelated lines of 80s coin-op classics. There are five in all, and to progress, all you gotta do is beat each one. At first, it's easier said than done, but then, just when you're getting into it, it's suddenly over. To be continued? What the hell? You can beat the whole thing in under an hour. And while it's kind of a bummer having to wait for the rest of the game to release, I still like the way it's set up. Anyone can jam a compilation of old arcade games together, but the way 1980X uses each one to advance the narrative is pretty cool. We give it an incomplete 7.5 out of 10. Insert coin. And then lastly is, if you didn't see it last week, the spot that we made for the Steven Universe movie, which is going to be running on Cartoon Network Labor Day this coming Monday at 6 p.m. Do you want to talk about this promo at all, or do you want to let the promo do the talk? <laughs> yeah, we, we did it because we love Steven Universe, and uh, we know that uh, Rebecca Sugar and the crew of Steven Universe are Toonami kids from way back. And we thought it would be fun to treat it like a Toonami original and do a kick-ass trailer for it. So that's what we did. So here's that spot. Here at the Adult Swim version of Toonami, sometimes we miss being able to work with really great kid shows. It's the nature of the job. Sure, but even so, this time we couldn't resist making a little something for the upcoming Steven Universe movie. Because we love Steven so much. It really is such a good show. Let's hope we did it justice. Two years have passed since Steven saved the universe. Steven, what took so long? Beach City is at peace. Wow, little homeworld's growing fast. And everyone's ready for a little R&R. I want everything to stay exactly like this and never change. How's the future look, Garnet? Do we all stay just like this forever? No. But fate has other plans. What's going on? Are you Steven Universe? Yes. Perfect. It can't be. Oh, it can be. And it is. Now, Steven will have to race against the clock to stop Earth from being destroyed. That sounds bad. That looks bad. That is bad. Because in this fight, every second counts. If anyone can fix this, it's you. Can Steven save the Earth one more time? Or is this friendship's final fight? I want my happily ever after back. More importantly, can he do it while singing? We'll find a way to save the day. That's who we are. Because this time, it's a movie. You can't just make everything better by singing some stupid song! This isn't a game! Steven Universe, the movie. Monday, September 2nd at 6 p.m. You're just in time for the end of the world! Only on Cartoon Network. Kids love it. And I feel that I've come of age during this broadcast. Indeed. I've learned a lot about myself, and hopefully you guys have learned something too. You'll take life, Monday off. Life lessons. Work to reflect. On what you've learned about. See how you've yeah. grown, and then apply those to the viewing of Steven Universe movie at 6 p.m. <laughs> on Cartoon Network. To Steven's coming of age. Yeah. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next week. Bye. 
Nami every Saturday night from 10.30 to 3.30.